All right. I am here with three legends here. I'm here with Peter K. Benny, ha, ha, how do I say your last name, Benny? Hakak? Um, Can you do Hakak? Uh, I can't, but you hakak. said it. Hakak. And Tal Mescal uh, from Liquid EOS, Liquid Daps, and then Pete, of course, is with Everything EOS and Dappiness uh, Game Studio. Welcome to part one of a three-part series about the Dapp Network. Consider this episode an introduction to the team and how they got here, and then we'll dive into the weeds more technically over the next two. Please support this channel by voting for our sponsor, Cypherglass, using your favorite wallet or block explorer. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. So this is actually the, the first time we're, we're like meeting in a conversational setting face-to-face, -face, but it's not the first time we've all met. So our first interaction with these guys, and especially Tao, was at the uh, EOS Hackathon in San Francisco. Pete, you want to uh, retell that story? And then I'm curious to hear it from uh, Tao's perspective as well, because it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, sure. I didn't know Tal at the time, and I don't know if you did, Zach, or not. Uh, no. But you and you and I and and Evan from Roundtable and a couple of guys from Tippet were all on a team building something, and I was the smart contract guy. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, but the contract development toolkit had just pushed a lot of breaking changes. Um, right. So everyone was kind of trying to grapple not only with you know this fairly new field of writing smart contracts on EOS um, and coming up with ideas and all that, but also with you know their their code not working anymore. Um, and so uh, so I, I called uh, some mentor over for something, and and in retrospect, it was something really simple, uh, but you know it was new. And uh, and they had no idea how to help. You know, they kind of stared at the screen. I'm not gonna say who it is. I don't even know. <laughs> they they stared at the screen for a while, and and they went, you know, huh, 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 you know, for for about a minute, and then uh, called somebody else over. And uh, by the end, there were five people there. I think somebody snapped a photo. There were five mentors behind. And, and Tal finally. Finally, Tal comes over. Somebody has the, the, the bright clouds, idea. The clouds oh, part, and we see his long mane, and he just comes and <laughs> saves the day. Yeah, he and, wrote and everyone's like, "This, this horse. is the best guy here. He, he's the, he's the Bancor guy." So, and, <laughs> and and it was something simple, but those are the hardest things to to you know find. And so yeah. uh, he, he sat there okay. for a little while too, and he, and he was like, "You need, you know, this is an asset, not a string, or something like that." Um, and okay. and there it was, you know, it was very very simple. And so, yeah, yeah now Tal, I remember. Tal's not only Tal's not only a key person for a number of enterprises, he's also a key person for the mentorship teams at hackathons. You know, so <laughs> we need him to yeah, stick they, around. They evolved there very quickly into days. Uh, no, but, but actually, now, now that you that that you remind me the details, it was I think just before the new CDT was released, and you were courageous enough to to use it. Use it. Uh, <laughs> And and uh, and I think like today, I think a couple of hours ago, they released uh, 1.6, the the new CDT. Um, and once they release it, I have a notification. I think for everything they release, and I jump right to the code and see what they broke. So I kind of cheated in that sense. <laughs> I, I I knew in advance what what's going on. Um, yeah, but but I, I definitely didn't get to the to the to the area where they said uh, five mentors tried to solve it. Please, uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was just <laughs> funny because they they came like one at a time. They're like, I I don't know this, but this guy might, and it just kept like going to like the smarter guy to the smarter guy to the smarter guy until they get got to the smartest guy. And it, it's funny how like 
for us, for, for me, the hackathon, I, let me backtrack. So that event with us was significant because we thought that was really important because we were basically stuck there. But it's probably insignificant to you because you probably helped a lot of teams that day in the same way where you got them through those problems. And I could relate to that because like, I met a lot of people at the hackathon and then afterwards they'll message me on telegram and remind me that we met and it, it's like sometimes something that's like insignificant to one person is significant to, to the other person in, involved and it's really cool to finally get to know you guys a little bit better after that because at the time it was significant to us probably insignificant to you guys but now hopefully we made it a little more significant by bringing it up a few times but it, it did mean a lot to us that you're able to uh, come help out and that's kind of like when the respect for Tao kind of like hit us and now everyone else you is know catching wind of it too. Uh, since like, you know what I, though, uh, I never actually ended up using that block of code. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, I think to, I to, to your point, uh, to, to your point, I think that that um, it's very significant to us. I think uh, w one of the points is is that uh, sharing knowledge and and enabling other to 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 do things and to build things mm -hmm. is is the most significant things uh, that that I can think of. That's that's the entire mission that, that, that I see right now. I agree. Like we, that, see that, we see that in the producer world as well. Uh, the thing that we all shake hands, even though everybody says that uh, we're competing against each other, uh, we're helping a lot. Uh, every time, everywhere, every day, uh, you see a lot of questions being raised and yeah. we're answering everything. I, I think, I think in, in the hackathon, it, it was less uh less of a hierarchy where uh things escalated and more like a network where things uh routed to the right person with the right expertise and and there were very strong people in there and, and each one we, we learned very quickly who, who to route the, the things for i for example uh, dealt mostly we saw a lot of uh, bank or algorithm related projects there um, and then naturally, uh, I, I, I focused most of, of the time on, on those projects uh, because that's, that's where I could help the most. So that brings up an interesting point, and it's something Pete and I talked about on, on our podcast earlier this week, or last week, I guess, when this airs. But how everyone in blockchain, it seems like they bring all these different skill sets. So you, you talked about Bankwell, that was your specialty, but in blockchain, it seems like everyone, developers included, they're not just developers. They have these like hobbies or interests that they bring to the table and it, it makes everyone so unique and different. So outside of like computer science, what are you two's biggest interests or hobbies that you think add a lot of value to what you bring to the table as far as uh, like being a block producer and running the DAP network and everything else blockchain related? Uh, I, I'm such a busy geek that I only have interests. <laughs> I don't have really hobbies. I, I really try to have hobbies, music, but but I, I would lie if I, I say it's really a hobby because the last time I picked the, an instrument was too too long ago. Um, what do you mean? When I was there, we, we played. <laughs> that that was long ago. <laughs> um, and and. Um, I, I mostly um, I focus my my uh, my my other interests are 
mostly neuroscience, uh, biology. I, I come I come from from a deep background of AI. That's what I did, did most of my career. Uh, a lot of AI and a lot of embedded development, a lot of operating system, uh, very high and very low. So um, when, you, when you're not going down like the typical crypto rabbit holes on your, your phone, just reading tab after tab late at night, you're reading about other like nerdy things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> how, how about you, and Benny? My background is actually uh, an engineer as well. I'm a, an industrial engineering management. That's what I studied. But I haven't written code for quite some time now. Uh, but uh, I bring an econom economic background with me. Uh, one of my uh, uh, one of the things I like the most is actually behavioral economics, and I feel like in our field, in the blockchain field, is it's amazing to see how uh, how this works and and what are the actions that people are taking, essentially uh, uh, as if this will be uh, in the outside world as well. Uh, and I think this is what I bring bring to the table as well in in the team as well uh, itself. Yeah. Okay. No, but uh, Benny, tell uh, tell us something about your uh, real real hobbies. It's not uh, it's not okay. strategic. Okay. It's not strategic. Okay. Uh, you know, Al just told me that uh, uh, he thinks that everything I do is strategic. <laughs> I, I don't know why. That's good though. Um, Honestly, I, 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 I that's that's a good thing. If people think that even if if it's not strategic, that that's good because <laughs> keep 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 them guessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. No, but uh, for me, I love to travel. Um, I, I I enjoy the time with the family. I got married just before we started this project. Oh, uh, so I'm not seeing my wife a lot, but uh, she's amazing about this. Um, I love playing the guitar. Uh, when I was with Tal, we actually played a bit uh, from, from one line of code to the other. Uh, <laughs> Got a bunch of musicians here. Pete's a pianist. Yep. Really? Like really uh, good What do you one. play, Tal? Uh, I play the drums and I play the synthesizer. And uh, now I bought this little toy. I'm fooling around with it. Yeah. It's like oh, a, nice. an all-in-one thingy. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen those. And uh, Zach, you can sing and we got a whole band here. <laughs> uh, no, I, I did. I did throw it on, on that freestyle rap at, at Evan's house <laughs> last week. <laughs> All right, so you can rap. All right, yeah, we got a whole thing here. Let's let's do a song. <laughs> no, no, let, let's not. not. Let, 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 let's not <laughs> do a song. Why don't Why don't we uh, move along here and get into what everyone actually wants to hear about and everyone's been waiting for? And let's <laughs> let's get into the meat of this uh, conversation. And let's let's talk about the DAP network and, and Liquid Apps. And the, the story of Liquid Apps, Liquid EOS also, so everyone keeps hearing your names associated with Liquid Apps, but you're also the CEO and CTO of Liquid EOS, who's always been, you've been in the top 21 the entire time? I'm Actually, sure. no. No. Uh, we were, I think, the lowest uh, point was 37. Ooh. Uh, that, yeah. Then people looked you guys up on LinkedIn and were like, oh my God, <laughs> these guys are rock stars. <laughs> We, we actually our response was to try to contribute as much as possible from that point. Um, yeah. And that, that showed uh, every, everything that we did, especially in the, in the realm of the stability and, uh, and, and monitoring and 
and making the infrastructure more robust and security, these kinds of stuff. Um, um, we we focused on that from that point and helping um, developers. That's I think that's we uh, can. I, I have I have a rule that every time I see um, a very something that I know I can solve in in two minutes in in the EOS developers group, even if it means writing a few lines of code, I I always do that. It, um, and and usually people think I have the, this in advance the script. Yeah. Um, so. I think that's one of the most amazing things about the EOS community in the developer community, especially is people like you doing that. Nathan James does the same exact thing. And it's like, how do these guys put, produce so much excellent code and product and still have the time to participate in Telegram so much? I, I don't know how you guys <laughs> like live and sleep and like live a regular life outside of EOS. But I, I can I think tell you that uh, <laughs> from my perspective, uh, I'm in Israel. Carl is most of the time in San Francisco. And uh, even though we're in different time zones, it seems like we're not because we're constantly talking. I don't know when he sleeps. He doesn't know when I sleep. But at the end of the <laughs> I, day, it does the job. I, I, I can... Uh... Whenever I'm on Telegram, I don't know. Like, there's people that live in Australia, all these weird time zones. <laughs> I would never know the difference because it's like weird. they're just always there. And I'm yeah. the same way. Yeah. Like, I, I wake up to go to the bathroom at like three in the morning and I'm, I'm writing on Telegram and answering questions and asking questions <laughs> yeah. and commenting. But I, yeah, I, I think, I, I think that's the biggest value. One of the biggest values, though, is the community. And I, I think that's why a, a lot of other people projects and platforms, they're starting to take notice if, if they've been ignoring EOS. We've seen, so Bancor is one of them, and they, they've been supporting EOS since before the mainnet, but now we're seeing it with like Kyber, OneChain, and then um, who's the most recent one that was just like a day ago? Pete, help me out. You know this one? Oh, OneChain's the most recent for me, man. OneChain is. So is Kyber, OneChain, whatever. We'll just stick with those. Those are some big projects. So, uh, so speaking of Bancor, before we uh, start asking, I, I keep delaying on the DAP network questions. Everyone's been waiting for these questions. <laughs> but the this, this story of this and how you guys got involved with EOS actually goes back prior to the mainnet. So the, the first I w was aware of um, the, the Bancor team working at, at all with the Block 1 team was at the Dawn 4.0 release back in May. The, I think it was the last release maybe the last release candidate before the mainnet launch, but the RAM market was announced that included uh, the use of the Bancor algorithm. So how long, and were you guys involved, what was you guys' involvement with that, if you're allowed to talk about it, and how long prior to that release candidate were you working with them? Are, are you able to speak on that? Yeah. So uh, uh, actually, part of the Bancor team uh, Loan and actually met with Dan Lermer right before uh, uh, this happened. Me and Tal were not there yet, I have to say. Uh, but uh, I can tell you that the Bunker founders and the whole team uh, are real believers in the EOS ecosystem. Uh, and this is what led them to uh, uh, meet with Dan. I think Dan really appreciates the work of the Bunker team as well. And this is what this is actually what brought him into implementing the RAM algorithm uh, on on the base of the Bancor uh, protocol uh, itself, and they kind of infused the uh, the technology uh, together uh, that week. And uh, actually, we saw just a few days ago 
the Bancor stamp uh, on top of this with uh, the new uh, integrated wallet. Yeah. Uh, first time, first Very time for frictionless and it's nice. How, how did the decision come about to leave Bancor to do full-time EOS as a block producer? Because did that decision come easy? What, it was, was it fully supported by Bancor? Were they sad to see you go? So how'd that <laughs> happen? So it, it, first of all, they were, were really supportive. They completely understood. Uh, I left and joined uh, uh, Tal and actually created Liquid EOS. Uh, at that time, people didn't hear about it in the community. Uh, we kind of uh, kept it uh, uh, in the background and uh, kind of uh, sent the first blog post about a few weeks before the mainnet launch. Uh, but uh, as we like to do, we did it uh, including uh, the first voting app that was available uh, at the time. Uh, again, what Tal said before about uh, us bringing more and more technology uh, and uh, trying to get the most value into the EOS ecosystem. I can tell you it wasn't easy for me personally. I adore the Bancor team. I feel like this is one of the greatest projects right now uh, in our space. But uh, since they were so uh, uh, welcoming to the idea and understanding that EOS itself uh, uh, is bound to be great. And uh, they saw it as an opportunity. Uh, they co-founded the company with us. And uh, that's what brought Liquid EOS to life. Awesome. And then eventually Liquid Apps down the line. Yeah. Um, for me, it was, uh, it was a bit different. It was less surprising and, and less sad. Um, because I, I was designated from, from the get-go to, to, uh, to be in charge of the first bridges that we build and, and to expand outside of the Ethereum network and basically have the first cross-chain uh, application um, live, basically. Um, so from, from that moment after we, we, it was pretty obvious that EOS will be the first, uh, the first chain to expand to. Uh, but once we were seeing the technology and, and seeing how, how good it is and, and it's actually ready for, for the kind of things that we're, we're uh, talking about for years, I think, mm -hmm. uh, of, of scalable dApps, uh, that are not just for financial transactions or crypto kitties. Um, and, and it was very uh, natural uh, to, to go full in on that uh, from, from my perspective. So the management uh, team and the founders of Bancor, we know what happened with uh, uh, Ethereum. There are a few things that uh, Bancor as a company needed in the Ethereum uh, uh, base protocol, uh, the updates and other changes, the conversation that led a more profound team focusing on EOS uh, came in addition to that thought. Like, if we are going to uh, uh, make the first IBC, we better know exactly what we're dealing with. We better know and learn the technology as much as we can. Uh, 
and uh, establish a good connection and relationship with uh, the EOS protocol. Mm-hmm. So uh, if we needed something, if we thought about an idea, we'll have a more a bigger audience uh, uh, to be heard and together to allow ourselves to decide whether or not to accept these changes. And this is like all of this together brought us to creating Liquid EOS. That's that's I've I've never heard that side of the story and it, it it's kind of interesting because as as I mentioned like with with Kyber and Wanchain and these other uh, projects building these bridges and relays they're they're not necessarily moving to EOS just like Bancor is still an Ethereum project it still has the Ethereum token but it, it's it's sure. almost like keeping your options open because that's gonna make it's going to ensure that the project survives in a worst case scenario with Ethereum it, it doesn't mean it's going to fail it means if it does then we have this other option and if if we're gonna have a an IBC between different platforms and blockchains like it it only makes sense that you investigate and research it as you explained. I, I think it's it's part of providing a good product, actually. Um, you don't uh, enforce your beliefs on 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 your clients, on your customers. I think it's it's way better to provide the choice and let your users choose. Uh, with their actions, with their transactions, with the transaction volume, with, with where the value flows, uh, where where the, the where the focus is going to be, um, yeah. and, and it doesn't have to be hundred percent focus on one place or the other. I think that's the beauty of um, IBC and cross-chain technology in general that we can start to envision a mesh. Of, of chains that each chain is very specific and, and very specialized in something. Yeah. Um, and, and this all ties into the, that's what decentralization is all about. If we were all some blockchain maximalist, like, yes, I, I support EOS more than any other chain, but that doesn't mean I, I don't want the others to succeed as well. I want us all to succeed. Competition is exactly what we want and it makes everyone work harder and better and hopefully at some point work together. <laughs> and right, you're right. All, all of the right. infighting. And even if you do want one chain to succeed, it doesn't mean that your, that your customers are in your position. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of have to give them their choice and listen to them. Um, and, and not if you want to create a new dApp. If you want to create a new dApp anyway. All right. So let's do some rapid fire questions and then we're going to jump into the DAP network. Pete, you want to kick this off? What's your favorite EOS project other than the projects we've talked about so far? Like nothing you're working on, nothing Zach and I are working on. So not Bancor. No. Yeah, it, no, not Bancor. It can't be anything you've ever touched. I, I, love, uh, I love Sense. Um, hmm. I can see myself using it. Um, and um, I love Everpedia. Uh, I love everything that's uh, around knowledge and uh, uh, knowledge building in a collaborative way. Um, I can't wait to see how it goes in terms of adding the incentivization layer and, and everything. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Effect AI. Effect that's AI. a brand new one. Wow. I, I, I'm going to go yeah. with Effect AI. 
were, did you know uh, much about them before they announced uh, their, their migration? Or was that kind of when they came on your radar? I'm going to say that unrelated to my answer, uh, we had a few conversations before they announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, I feel like liquid apps might be one of the reasons they allow themselves to move. Um, mm. But I love what they're bringing to the table. Uh, I feel like this is something that can actually push uh, the limits of the current uh, uh, people who uses blockchain in yeah. general. Uh, and that's what we need. I think a big part of what we what we do, uh, unrelated uh, even to the to the to liquid apps and, and the DAP uh, network, is we try to to bring projects and and uh, and teams developers to the ecosystem. We try to outreach and not just because we we see it as a mission. You you ask you asked uh, earlier. How do Nathan, for example, find the time to answer so many questions in, in, in the development team and still do so much? So I think the trick is that, that because he's so engaged with the community, the, his iterations are more to the point. His, his product becomes better. And, I think and, it like, almost puts the guys who take the time to do that that's a skill set in itself beyond being technical being social like that is a whole different skill set and that's what i was talking about earlier with these different skill sets you bring to the table you you might not see it as social like it is the same as like socializing with your friends but it is socializing it's building a community it's creating engagement that engagement is what creates a community and it brings everybody up because like you said earlier well something that might take you two minutes might might take someone new 10 days, two hours, however long it takes them, it's probably not two minutes. And if you could save them that time, then they're on to the next problem. And then maybe someone else will be able to solve the the next solution that they they can't figure out themselves. So I I love that. Um, And and most and most uh, developers are introverts. So, so it's more of a barrier than than an actual skill set that you do that you have to to acquire that that's why the uh, proactive outreach is is so important. They're um, they're introverts until they get comfortable with you. Then they light up like a Christmas tree, yeah. and they're like it's true. the most social butterfly it's, you can meet. Yeah, it <laughs> reminds me of uh, of Linux. You know, they say Linux is very user friendly, but it's very picky about its friends. <laughs> I, I always forget that Pete's actually like sort of introverted because whenever we hang oh, out, totally. like he's like open book he's hilarious and he like just shines but then like sometimes whenever like we're around new people he's quiet i see that all the time with technical people and i i like to kind of lighten them up make them feel comfortable because they're not always introverted it's just like they have to get comfortable first and and be talking about something that they enjoy and are interested in which obviously is that's why I, I recommend people to go to hackathon meetups as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Like that's the best practice you can have uh, on that. We we said these questions were going to be rapid fire. <laughs> that's fine. This always, this always with every crypto podcast and channel I've seen, the rapid fire questions always end up being some of the longest. You know, What's so your favorite fun. project? Out, I mean, yours could actually be the DAP network because you're not working on it. So well, it is, but. Uh, Outside of the scope of this conversation, 
I actually like this isn't a company or, or even like a, a GitHub repo. I like what uh, Block One is doing down in Virginia Tech and uh, education and like Tal was saying, outreach to introverted you know people. Um, the the <laughs> the prospect of having blockchain courses, EOS courses in universities, not just Virginia Tech but beyond, I think that's something that's super exciting and. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I'd say. I think that's super important to to get into the traditional educational system. And what what Block One is doing is they're basically creating a factory of developers that they're going to hire for years to come, and it's it's genius. Um, I'll follow up and just say I love Sense also because it finally got my wife to get an EOS wallet. I'm just happy she has a wallet because I've been trying for a year now, or I guess less than a year since the mainnet hasn't been live, but I've been wanting her to get just an account for the longest time just to say she has one just for whenever the first dap comes around that she's actually going to use and I, I sent her a message and i did a video call with her and i was just excited to get her on board because she 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 accepts this thing so tyler are you married also yeah i, I am married and uh, actually my wife bought like 20 or 30 accounts in the first day of the of the main at lunch oh, God bless <laughs> you. Yes. she did the same she did the same uh, in Facebook when when it launched she opened like a bunch of pages um, and and they become became very big so we said why, why not do the same and just the the opportunity cost is so is so low in, in, in for being like as being an early adopter, mm -hmm. even without knowing the bits and bytes, that, that I think uh, she she took the opportunity. Uh, but but she's not she's not a developer or anything or or in the industry. I'm, I'm still working on that. The whole dynamic between <laughs> uh, blockchain people, especially career blockchain people, and, and their their wives or girlfriends or boyfriends, is almost an episode in itself because. That's another topic you could bring up in any Telegram channel and all these people could relate to exactly what you're going through. So, so Benny, how, how, yeah. how's, how's your situation uh, with, with your uh, obsession here with blockchain at home? Uh, yeah, so 24-7 doesn't go well with the ladies. Mm. Uh, but uh, I can tell you that uh, uh, November 4th <laughs> was when this uh, was brought into the world. And it was a Sunday. Thank you. And I can tell you that uh, at the same weekend, I was on a honeymoon alone at Tal's house. Uh, <laughs> For the hackathon. For the hackathon, exactly. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you that uh, I, I was in a very similar situation uh, 16 years ago, or no, sorry, 10 years ago. Um, with my partner in the last company, and I think I still owe her a honeymoon. <laughs> Pete, you actually lost a girlfriend because of crypto, you said, didn't you? Is that me? I, no, I, unless I you're just that. joking. One time this topic no, came I'm... up and you said that. I don't know if you're joking. Well, I lost a girlfriend because of tech, yeah, but uh, not crypto, yeah. I, I, I can understand a similar though. thing. I actually have yeah. a, a good friend, I, I won't mention names, but he, he actually broke up with his fiancé uh, over Final Fantasy VII. And uh -huh. when we talked about it, when, when he mentioned that, that he actually, like, <laughs> she, she, made it, she made a choice, it's me or the game, and he, he, it took him like a while to, to give her an answer and she just left. Uh, and I asked him immediately, 
wait, was it Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> okay, that's, that's reasonable. So. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, right. that's, yeah. that's, unique. that's so, unique. So, so yeah. shout out and respect to all the wives, girlfriends, and boyfriends out there that put up with this. Uh, I know my wife, God bless her, she deals with this. It's like a 24-7 obsession, but... Um, yeah. We're, we're making it through. So we said rapid fire questions, right? I, I, I got to go to the next one. Um, what was your first love in crypto after discovering BTC? Uh, first love. Tal, what was your first love? For me, that's quite easy. I think the moment that the blockchain started to uh, form to, the, to being like a... a trying to be a, a full Turing machine, a virtual machine, that, that when it blew my mind, uh, that were, were smart contracts were introduced, where were, um, Ethereum virtual machine was, was uh, just beginning. I think that, 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 that blew my mind. So the answer is Ethereum, or was, was there a virtual machine prior that you'd call out? No, it's, it's probably Ethereum. This is going to lead me into the next question. And Pete, you're going to have to no. make you answer it first. What is the coin that you've owned at some point that you are the most embarrassed about? Pete, you start this one. <laughs> oh, man. I'll have to think about that. Um, it's probably something that I still have that's worth like, you know, a dollar. So I just leave it there. So I'm just going to scroll all the way down. Um, I, I got mine. It's uh, Shield. It was this uh, privacy currency I was into. Again, quantum resistance. I went through this real like quantum resistant phase. And then at some point. And then at some point, and this is fairly recent, um, you know, at some point, the, uh, the dev who had been really responsive and had implemented things at like high speed ahead of schedule, um, just kind of disappeared. And for some reason, he had been the only one with the web wallet keys. Uh, so <laughs> sounds, sounds like a familiar like, story still, we've seen in the news I recently. Still, I mean, I still have my shield sitting around somewhere, but uh, but the value tanked because most people lost all theirs. So, so if they had a it's trading over. pair with BitConnect, which, which one would be uh, mooning right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's still worth more than Big Connect. All right. Which is you not get, saying anything. You guys had time to think about this one. Most embarrassing story like mine or, or project or coin? Um, actually, I, I hate to disappoint you, but I, I only invested in, uh, um, in the top five. Um, and okay. even when I did, I, I never take decisions uh, my own. I'm very data-driven. So it's all um, decision making. So even if some some ridiculous coin would would uh, enter the portfolio, I could always blame the algorithm. It's not mm. uh, <laughs> so Ripple. <laughs> Ripple. He, 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 he admitted he's in the XRP army. Pete, Pete, you love the low caps. That's probably how you get stuck with these weird dead end. Some of the dead end projects is you. you not dead yeah, end. Sometimes, They're not dead yeah, end because I know they, the reason you got into them. <laughs> yeah. I know whenever I first met you, you were mining all kinds of weird stuff. <laughs> I, didn't, I never even heard of any of them, really. All right, Benny, yeah. it's, it's your turn. Most embarrassing story or coin you've held in crypto? I would say Ripple. I think um, 
Ripple gets a lot I of hate, but I think I think I, I think it, it gets more hate than it deserves. But I don't own any, but I have owned some several times in the past. Like just bought and sold it. But I think everyone in here could raise their hand if they've ever owned Ripple. Come on, let's make everyone feel better. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, oh, I, what about the top yeah. five algorithm? Right, but they ne never touched it. I never understood it. And once, so once they. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I've never owned. I, I, it, it was from the top five. I don't think I've ever owned it, actually. So we, we've got a, a, a community question here, the people's choice question, and it's just for Tal only. <laughs> the world wants to know what brand of shampoo and conditioner you use to take care <laughs> of that mane of yours. What <laughs> <laughs> kind? Uh, hair and shoulders. Head, head and shoulders? Or yeah, they're, they're the only one who... Um, who, uh, who agreed to pay me for saying this. Oh, man. It's like a commercial. <laughs> I feel like their, their no, stock has just dropped. It, it right. just went up. It's mooning. <laughs> Let's right. get out of crypto. How, invest uh, in head and shoulders. Look how, how clean my uh, shoulders are. One more question. Okay. One more rapid-fire question. Favorite video game 1990s or earlier? Wow. Mm. Dune so, two. you know, think the SNES or, or you know. Dune 2. Doom 2? Dune. Dune. Oh, Dune. Okay. All right. Dune. Dune. Hmm. Yeah. With or without, like, the wall hacks and stuff, or God mode? Were you playing without <laughs> the codes or with, with them? With the mod that introduced the three new um, um, armies. Did, did, did you have that? Like, the one of the first mods, like, so some group actually set and hacked it. It didn't support mods, so some groups actually <laughs> set and hacked it to to have new weapons. And yeah, it was it was a it was a revolutionary game. Yeah. So Doom Two would have been like I, I don't know when the series started. Was that early '90s, mid '90s, late '90s? Dune. Uh, it was the first. Did you say Dune or Doom? Dune. The, Dune. the first RTS. The first real-time strategy. Yeah. Oh, Doom. I thought you said Doom. So there was there, I, oh, that's no. the God mode and wall hack stuff. Okay. Doom. Oh, no, not, not, not the like IDDT, shooter. Not IDDT and uh, the wall hack stuff. IDDQD, IDKFA. IDClip. I'm sorry. IDClip is uh, going through the walls in Doom. IDKFA. IDClip. You said, you said going through walls, right? Yeah. So ID, IDClip. That well, was the that was the code. You'd like pull down the console screen. You'd type that in. Right. Yeah. I remember I, that. I, I, it was like a, I, I, I can't believe you remember that code. What was IDSPISPOPD? There's IDKFA in Doom. IDDQD. IDDT. IDCLEP. It's crazy how those codes like stick in your mind. It's like the up up down down left right left right select. Oh yeah. select star. I don't know it. So much block, block, run, block, run. Yeah, so much playing Mortal Kombat without the blood code was worthless. So everyone knows that code off by heart. <laughs> back, back, low punch. And yeah. Pete, why don't you answer this? Because I still need to think about it. What was your favorite game? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, let's see. I mean, it's, it's XCOM, Age of Empires, or... Uh, um, XCOM. Yeah. I had it, but I just lost it. Yeah, it's either XCOM, Age of Empires, or, uh, or Silent Hill, probably. Uh, let's see. I'm going to have to say XCOM. 
I don't know. I mean, it's you know kind of a nerdy game, but if you guys haven't played XCOM, uh, there's a reboot that's like the same game but in modern graphics. It's pretty cool. Mine, mine was a uh, Sim City, and I was absolutely oh, ecstatic yeah. when wow. Sim City 2000 came out because that was probably the first game I got completely addicted to and had no life for like months so. of my childhood. <laughs> So the cheat codes there was oh, were geez. F-U-N-D, right? <laughs> yep. F-U-N-D and gave you like a 200,000K of, of dollars. Which makes the game more fun because then you could actually build the stuff you want to yeah. build and you don't have to waste that. Well, you still waste the same amount of time. You're just building more stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I, I think this is a good spot to end part one of this podcast. So if you want to uh, catch the actual questions about the DAP network, you're going to have to tune in over the next day or two to catch part two.